for listening to DIY Money. Heard weekly around the world. You can follow DIY Money on Facebook. Join the DIY tribe on Instagram at DIY.money and search DIY Money on YouTube. DIY. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, we're going to cut right to it because we got a question from Eileen today. Eileen's got a long question, so grab some popcorn. Not if you're driving. And let's listen to Eileen's question. What do you got? Three, two, one. Let's go. Hi, Quentin Daniel. This is Eileen in Tennessee. I love the show. Uh, Thank you for doing what you do. And I have a question about retirement. Okay, so here's my situation. I'm 42 years old, divorced, mother. I have a mortgage but no other debt. I have my six-month emergency fund set aside. I have also a fund for annual and random expenses. I have a pension plan because I work for the state of Tennessee. I don't pay anything for that. My employer does and I invested. That pension will give me about half of what I need in retirement. I also have a 401k. My employer matches up to $50 a month. Not much, but I do get that match and I put in 100 a month. The other benefit I have that's pertinent here is that I get a 50% discount on tuition. So when my son goes to college, he can go to a state university in Tennessee and get a 50% off tuition. I met with a retirement um, associate who works for the state pension system and 401k, and he helped me look at the long-term things, when I'm retiring, how I wanna do this. He said, ideally, for my goals, I should be saving $1,000 a month and putting that into the 401k. He's a vendor for the employer, so he's wanting me to put more money in the 401k. So I wanna do that, I wanna save somehow. I also wanna save for my son, he's 11 years old, but I don't wanna do the 529 plan or something, I don't wanna be locked in because I don't know what he's gonna do, I don't know how much it's gonna be, I just wanna keep my options open, and I don't know if I can help that much, kinda depends on how things go with me. So here's my thought, how about to help that save that 1,000 a month, which I can't do that every month, I kinda look at my margin at the end of the month and I could put some in, some months I can't. So, What about opening a Roth IRA? Um, I think this would be good for three reasons. One, it gives me flexibility in terms of taxable income in retirement, so I have different um, things to choose from, right? I'll probably make or want to make about the same as I do now in retirement, so I'm not probably gonna not change income brackets, Um, but who knows, you know, maybe I'll get married and make twice as much. Uh, I could use the Roth IRA also to pay for college expenses for my son. If, if I could do that, I can you know use that for qualified expenses. And I like the Roth because as I understand it, I could contribute the amount that I want every month without a lot of paperwork. What do you guys think? Are there other ways that I could be saving for retirement that I haven't considered? What am I looking for when I'm shopping for a Roth IRA? Thank you. Boom. What do you like us to know about you, Eileen? Great question. I brought this out because I think this is a good deep dive look into what we would do if we were sitting across from someone and they basically laid all this out for us. Yes, it's like the beginning of a planning conversation. Absolutely. So you start. Yeah, so because it's the beginning of a planning conversation, uh, this is the type of thing that you might want to engage 
some type of planner with um, because what you're really talking about is sort of competing goals, uh, various different things on your uh, sort of journey of life, uh, retirement, kids' education, uh, elements of budgeting there, you know, when to contribute to your retirement account throughout the year because of uh, the margin that you have to work with and so forth. So if you need some of that help, kind of getting all of that on paper, really having a plan, having somebody help hold you accountable to that plan over time, you know, like checking in uh, once or twice a year to, to make sure that you are saving into the Roth or whatever that goal is. Uh, that's what a planner's job is, and that's why you might want to engage one. Sure, there's an expense on the front end uh, and potentially annually, but it's something to help you achieve your goals over time. Now, it seems like within the midst of that question, you um, asked a couple questions, but also kind of had an idea of where you wanted to go. And one of those, for instance, was you know using utilizing the Roth versus the 401k, which your reasonings for that are very educated. Uh, and I really like them. The fact that uh, saving outside of the 401k allows you the flexibility to do that on a monthly basis, while also uh, the flexibility to utilize those funds uh, before you separate employment and so forth, if you really needed to. So uh, that's really good. You know, I'm, you kind of talked about the uh, employee, the advisor for the 401k and so forth, kind of having a, a vested interest in, in getting you to invest in the 401k. Not sure if that's the case or not. I don't think there's not there's not really commissions on 401k for salesmen and so forth unless they're selling con- some kind of insurance or commission. So I wouldn't be too skeptical of that. I would say that he probably he or she I think you said he ran a number uh, that said a thousand dollars per month. I'm guessing that they're just taking a simple math calculation and going this is what you need to reach your goals, etc. Like the fact that you have a pension, I would definitely look at um, whether or not your pension keeps up with inflation over time because that you want to factor into the calculation and so forth. So you have a few moving pieces here. You are starting from a great foundation, very little debt, and so forth. I like your plan of saving outside of the 401k. You're going to have to save somewhere else as well if you're going to save $1,000 a month because you're going to hit the maximum. But kind of create that plan, whether that's with somebody or on your own. Stick to it. You're on the right course. You've got a lot of great perspective so far. What do you think, Eileen? Okay, Eileen, pull over. Or stop doing what you're doing at the gym. Get a piece of paper and a pen because we're going to go through some math. And what I like to do when I work with folks either in a big setting, let's say I'm, I'm talking to a group or I'm sitting across from someone and I like to just give them an idea of how to create brush strokes to achieve goals. Sometimes it's a lot of fun to put several layers. It helps create depth in your painting. Now, I'm going to use some, quote, rules of thumb that we've poo-pooed before, uh, but I will, and I think I'm going to stick true to what I've said in that they're good general guidelines to help you plan. And as you get closer to your destination, then obviously you want to you know you want to hone in. I mean, when I sometimes am driving in the car um, and I'm leaving my driveway and I get the GPS out, and admittedly I'm sitting there and I'm not going to type in the actual address where I'm going, but I'm going to Indianapolis. Um, I'll type in Indy. I mean, it immediately pops up, so I'm boom, I hit it and I go. I mean, I know that starting out in my journey. For the 80 to 90% of the trip, I'm going to go to the same route as I'm going to go as if I typed in the exact street address in Indianapolis. Now, as I get closer, 
I'm going to pull off and I'm going to go to a Starbucks and then I'm going to put in the actual address so that I know what streets to turn on, what exits to get off. You are planning in, in much of the same way and you asked a lot of general ideas and questions, so I'm going to give you some general guidelines and these are good to, to go by. There's a couple of things you didn't mention. One is you didn't mention anything about Social Security. So that's a question I would first have in the, in the meeting. I would say, what about Social Security? Can we then deduct Social Security from pension? Uh, meaning, let's say you have a total amount that you need. You're going to get half of it from pension. Is any of it coming from Social Security or not? You'd say yes or no, and then, okay, we'd go from there. The other thing you didn't mention is, yes, you told me you're 42, but you didn't tell me how old you want to uh, stop working. Meaning, let's just say you want to be done at 62 or 65 or 72. So I'm going to make some assumptions. They're dangerous, but I'm going to make some. One, I'm not going to count on any Social Security at all, and I'm going to take you out to age 65. Now, here's a couple of things that you can use for math. All right. First of all, what I like to do is tell people you got to have an objective. you got to have something that you're going for. So, for example, you said to me that it can meet about half of your income goals through your pension. So I'm going to assume, I'm just going to make an assumption that let's say you're making around 80000 I just totally threw that, picked that out of a hat. Could be 120000 could be 240000 I have no idea. But let's say you're making 80000 You just fill in the blank for whatever you're making. I'm going to then say, well, you're going to get $4,000, or let's say $40,000 from this pension, all right? Which means you're short $40,000 that needs to come from somewhere, okay? $40,000 a year. That's going to come from somewhere. You remember the rule of 4% that we talked about? We talked about how it's dangerous, but again, I said in the podcast, it's a good general rule of thumb. Well, it's kind of like typing in Indianapolis, all right? Right now, I think it's a good general rule of thumb. You got to be careful as you get closer. So take that 40000 divide by 0.04. That's going to tell you the amount of money that you're going to need in an account by the time you get to your desired retirement age in order to basically not run out of money, okay? Now, again, I know a lot of people say, oh, Quint, that's dangerous, da 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 blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? We need to know where we're going. So take 40000 divided by 0.04. That's a cool million bucks, all right? That's a million dollars. All right, now, so that gives you, we're going to go back to algebra, and we're going to solve for a variable. That million dollars is what we call your future value, all right? Now, you can go online. You can find a financial calculator. It's real simple to do. I usually have a link up on a PowerPoint that I share with people, but I'm just going to tell you, go Google financial calculator. And you want one that's going to give you various variables to put in, future value, present value, interest, period, and payments, and uh, that's it. Those are the four variables. So you know your future value is a million, all right? We're going to say present value is zero. We're going to say you you sent this in to us and you have zero. So again, if it's different all the way back to, let's say, 40000 It's not enough. It's 50000 60000 Then just change the math. Present value, zero. Future value, $1 million. I'm going to say you're looking at sixty-five at retirement. Most pensions kind of kick in. I guess you're fully vested. Maybe you could take it at any time. I don't know. But I'm going to say sixty-five. You gave us 42. That means you're 23 years out. Your N variable is 23. Interest, I'm not going to give you the full 10 that the S&P has done. I'm going to give you eight. I'm going to say that you know, you're going to be diversified in some international funds, some you know, less volatile investments, hopefully. Uh, so maybe over time, you're going to get eight as your, as your interest rate. And so what you're going to be solving for is the payment, the amount of money you need to put in on a monthly basis in order to reach your future value goal, which in this instance we said was a million bucks. So we're going to type in the million. 
We're going to put 0 as the present value. We're going to put 8 as the interest. We're going to put 23 as the N. I'm doing this literally as I, as I talk. And it's going to give us $16,422 a year that you need to put in. Divided by 12, that gives you 1368 Now, right off the bat, just like the guy said, you need to put in 1000 bucks. I don't know how he came there. He probably did some kind of the same math. I came up with 1368 not knowing anything about really what age you want to retire or amount you want. But that's what you can figure out. That's the guideline you can use to figure it out. Now, work backwards. Work it the other way. You say, well, you know what, Quinn? I can do 500 a month. I can do 500 a month, any month, basically, if I keep my job. That's six thousand dollars a year all right so let's just see what the future value is going to be your present value again i'm assuming you're starting with nothing so your present value is zero your six thousand is your payment i'm still going to give you the same eight percent i'm going to give you 23 years and i'm going to solve for the future value now which gives you a whopping three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars in 23 years and again we're going to use the rule of thumb of four percent that's going to give you an additional $14,000 a year towards retirement. If that's not enough, you got to save more. It is math, and you might have to go back and rewind and listen to this. I've lost half, maybe 80% of the audience, but I promise you if you go back and you listen to this, it'll start to make sense. That's how you can calculate basically what you need to save in order to meet some goals and objectives. And as you get closer to your destination, you will hone in on that. I don't need to reiterate what Daniel said. He did a really nice job. Other buckets, etc. We didn't really even talk about your son. I'm in the same camp. Three boys. I chose not to use 529 plans. I use custodial plans. We've talked about this ad nauseum on various podcasts. But that's your general guideline of how you're going to get to where you want to be and accomplish your goals. And that's some good math that you can run. You don't need uh, a plan administrator to tell you that. I would encourage you, though, meet with a, an advisor. Heck, call Daniel. Daniel will help you out. He'll run the numbers with you and help you go through a, uh, the process of, of figuring it out exactly and then, and then where to exactly put it. Uh, and that's something that an advisor can do. Uh, and that you'd pay, you know, a, a, a minor fee to to get those answers. But that gives you a ballpark of how to get there. I hope that was a value. And I know it's a lot of meat and potatoes, but I think it's something that you needed to hear. What else, Daniel? Did we miss? When you're running those numbers, do you adjust the uh, rate of return for the portfolio by inflation, or do you adjust the when you're figuring out the future value? Nothing of that four percent rule. So you don't you don't have to. F- you're not I don't change it at all. No, I'm I'm figuring that that the eight percent is what the is what the growth is. So if I looked at the S and P five hundred and it says that it's grown ten percent per year, that's a ten percent you know return. That's not changed for inflation. That's not done you know for anything other than what the S and P has grown for. So we just say, hey, if you have a pool of money that's growing by eight percent, you're going to get here, et cetera. Now, if that's not enough, again, if you factor in, I think if you start to think in inflation terms, then you've got to think in, okay, what's your what's your return? wants to be over and above inflation. So if you want, you know, if inflation's three and you want seven over and above inflation, that's 10. And, you know, I don't know, good luck finding a portfolio that's going to guarantee you 10%. Nothing's going to guarantee you anything. But again, these are just general rules of thumb. It's like leaving the driveway and putting in Florida or Tampa as opposed to the actual address of the hotel, uh, which you would certainly want to do, or you're just going to be running around Tampa trying to figure out where your Marriott is, and that's not very good. I like that we switched to Florida instead of Indianapolis. Me too. I was thinking better. Much warmer down there. <laughs> Better Anyways, call that. Eileen, great question. Time's up, Eileen. You're a brand new champion. Come on. I, I appreciate it. And again, I know we went little meat and potatoes and we lost half the audience and that's
that's perfectly fine. Hopefully we didn't lose you. But again, this is a perfect example. Uh, and this is something, you know, we just did this the other day for somebody called up and I think that we're going to be doing more and more of this. Somebody said, Hey, listen to the podcast. Love it. Just have a couple of quick follow-up questions for you. I said, sure, let's carve out some, some, some zoom time and, and we've, you know, helped them figure it out. So, I mean, we can't do this with everybody. We've now have what upwards of almost 10,000 listeners. So we can't do it for everybody, but you know what, if you, if you wanted a second opinion, we're happy to, happy to uh, do that for you. So anyways, what else? Anything else? I think that covers it. And join the tribe if you're not in the tribe already, because that's a great question for the tribe where we can hash some of these things out as we do every day in the Facebook tribe. In a very motivated way. In a very, very motivated way. Absolutely. All right. Remember, friends, secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. And do it for a very long time. <laughs> All right. You make, let me talk at the end. That was nice. Make it a great Switch one. Switch it up. I like that. That's good. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed. 